So not that long ago, we first saw it. The new change in the aftermarket truck industry. Whereas everybody went fast in the 90s and early 2000s, now somebody else wanted to go fast, but they wanted to do it in an area that was a little bit better to actually do it in. Off-road, racing up sand dunes or down back trails where there's no traffic and no possibility of running into people or other things. It's taking it off the street and bringing it into a more, well, not more controlled environment, but a little bit better environment. And with that, we welcome the world into the Raptor Pit, as Ford gave us the new SVT truck, replacing the SVT Lightning with the SVT Raptor. And that is what All Looks today is talking about, the Raptor Pit. AutoLooks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the AutoLux.net podcast. I am your host as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website, AutoLux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check out some of our ratings, check out the Corporate Links website page, and... If you're trying to make a choice on a new vehicle and you want to know which one of the new used vehicles that you're looking at is better than the others, check out our help pages on the Autolux.net website. We do have three pages on there we like to utilize a lot, and that is Car Complaints, Edmunds, and Fixia. They'll help you gain better interest and better knowledge into the vehicles that you wish to purchase compared to the competition. And you can all be found on the Autolux.net website. So like we said in the intro, back in the early 2000s, well I should say late 2000s, Ford was looking at making major changes. They knew that a lot of places around the world, especially in North America, were cracking down on street racing. They were trying to get kids off the streets in a safe environment to go racing. They want everybody to go to the track. This is a safer environment for you, where you won't kill anyone or have the possibility of losing your vehicle in tons and tons of money. So yes, it's safer to go onto the track. Before didn't want to lose sales on that because there were people that still wanted to go fast in a pickup truck but as we all know pickup trucks even today when you look at them aren't the big luxurious carriers that are supposed to bring us around it's not a rolls royce where you can roll up to the red carpet event and a brand new f-150 platinum and say hey ooh, look at me i'm super rich it still doesn't have that cliche attached to it but pickup trucks are still known as rough and tough vehicles and quite a few of them four-wheel drive we all want to go off-roading how many people have bought a truck and thought about going off-roading in it some people even buy two-wheel drive trucks because they don't know the difference between a two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive and think they can go off-roading in it just because it's got a bit better ground clearance than their car well ford understood that and they understood similar to what i was going through in my hometown my hometown set the precedence for the province of ontario creating what they call the street racing law we're going 50 kilometers over the posted speed limit you could face fines up to ten thousand dollars have a roadside vehicle seizure and if it is in certain environments you can even face jail time this all happened because of a street race between two morons 20 minutes away from where i'm recording this right now they decided to street race on a city street in a suburban area they street raced in front of a public arena which hosts dances every weekend for teens surrounded by houses these kids decided to street race there well when that law came into effect it really put the hammer down on not only myself but a lot of other people that i knew within this industry all the other fellow street racers were appalled by what happened we knew where to do it and we knew how to safely do it and these two kids ruined it because the kid they hit and killed was the son of an opp officer 
And with that, street racing came to a crashing halt in the province of Ontario. And at that point in time, products like the F-150 and the SRT-10 Dodge Ram were on the market. And with a lot of my friends selling off their street racing cars and moving up towards trucks, the aftermarket truck industry started to grow. And Ford was the first one to notice this. As police clamped down on more and more street racing around the world, more of these people, if they lived in an environment close to the outdoors, were getting rid of their street cars and moving to trucks. And Ford said, we want the market share from those people. We want the market share from the people who want to go fast in those pickup trucks. With only having a F-150 Harley-Davidson or an FX4 edition, there wasn't really much choice. Hell, even Ram at that point only had the power wagon. So what were they all to do? Ford decided to get rid of the SVT Lightning and brought out their brand new fighter the SVT Raptor. Originally made in just club models and the original color being the bright pumpkin orange with the graphic kit, the F-150 SVT Raptor became an ultimate success with a lot of people choosing to opt for this in select areas. In my hometown, when these things came out, no Ford dealership can keep them on their lot. There were waiting lists. People wanted them and people were trading in their Mustangs to get them. They were looking at it and said, I can go fast now and I could do it on the back roads because there's so many back roads around here and there's no one to chase us down we can go and have fun and ford knew that and they saw the market but they also knew the market was moving to family oriented pickup trucks with quad doors so by 2012 the f-150 super crew raptor arrived in the marketplace now you got four doors in a Raptor. You can go off-roading. This caught all the competition off guard. The only one who built anything for the first generation SBT Raptor to go up against was Dodge, but it wasn't just Dodge. It was Mopar. Mopar created a kit to turn your Ram 1500 into what they call the Ram Runner. This pickup truck was proven to be more fun and better off-road than the SBT Raptor, but the SBT Raptor can be used for daily driving, where the Ram Runner couldn't. Ford understood that the Raptor had to be a civilian vehicle, not just a die-hard performance vehicle. Because the people that are buying off-road trucks need to go and pick up stuff in these trucks still. The F-150 Lightning as a two-door, and even in the SRT-10, even though it had a quad cab, were still sport trucks. They were treated like your sports cars. They were babied and taken care of. Where a lot of Raptors sit outside even in the middle of winter. People drive them 12 months of the year. It's a performance truck made for civilian use. And the Raptor pit would eventually grow. People demanded the return of the Ranger. And hell, on the other side of the pond, they still had the Ford Ranger, but only having the Wild Track as its top of the line off road appearance package. One step down from the SVT Raptor, Ford had the F 150 Tremor located in North America, but this product was more in line with going after the Dodge Ram 1500 Rebel. The closest thing on the floor to the F-150 Raptor in its first generation was a power wagon by Ram. Lingenfelter created the Reaper for the Silverado, but the mainstay went to the aftermarket industry, with companies like Yanko and Lingenfelter and even Hanassi getting into it. Even to this day, Yanko is one of the only companies that makes aftermarket versions of the Silverado. Why is that? Why 
doesn't General Motors want to get into this booming industry? They thought they could make a go of it with the AT4 for the Sierra and the Z71 for the Silverado. Hell, even when the next generation came out, they created the Trail Boss for Chevrolet. But it still was nothing compared to the Raptor. Like we said, the closest thing that came to it in its original form was the Ram Runner. But this was an aftermarket modification. This was built for gearheads. Somebody couldn't go down to the dealer lot and say, I want that, unless they're willing to pay the dealership a fortune to have them install all of the parts on their vehicle before they drove it home. The Ram Runner was an amazing truck, and it is something you can look at and say, oh yeah, that's full-time off-road, built for speed, I'm going Bajaing in it. Unlike a power wagon which says i can go off road but it doesn't go super fast it just has the torque and power to get you through anything well, by the time they updated the ford f-150 some of the competition was starting to create minor competition for the raptor unfortunately by that time ford had created the f-150 tremor which was more in line with products like the ram rebel toyota tundra trd and even the nissan titan pro 4x these vehicles were nowhere near comparable to the full scale Raptor. And Ford knew that the Raptor was it. It was its bread and butter for the F-150. It was in a market all of its own. And after over a decade on its own, it finally said hello to its counterpart, the Ford Ranger Raptor. Only available in European marketplaces, the Ranger Raptor came out. People were upset that it didn't come to the North American marketplace. Why did Europe get it, but not us? Well, there are a lot of restrictions in place for the Ranger Raptor, which it couldn't pass to meet North American requirements. So, you living in the UK, you can get a Ranger Raptor. But remember, over there, if you want an F-150 Raptor, you're paying a fortune for it because of the high amount of insurance you're going to pay due to the size and power in its engine and the cost of getting it over. But... The Raptor finally had somebody else in the pit. Down in Brazil, around the same year as the Ranger Raptor, the EcoSport created, as everybody called it, the Micro Raptor for the South American marketplace. The EcoSport Storm gave us the image of a Raptor on a crossover utility vehicle. It wasn't a full-scale Ford Raptor, but the EcoSport Storm screamed that I want to play in the Raptor pit. I want to have fun. So, it was considered by a lot to be a small-scale Raptor. So now, with Ford owning the mid-size market in Europe and the full-size market in North America, the Raptor pit was devouring everything that came to it. But Ram and even Nissan started to take notice of this. They said, hey, Ford's making a boatload of money off of this industry. And we know tons of people want to go off-road in their pickup trucks. We can't let them own this industry. And we can't let guys like Hanassi, Lingenfelter, and Yanko make money off of our vehicles going off-road. We need to make money off of that. And this was Ford. They owned the market. Similar to that, how the Model T owned the market at the beginning of the automotive revolution. Here we are with two dedicated Raptors and a Raptor counterpart encompassing North America, South America, Europe, and parts of Asia. Ford was dominating the world of off-road trucks. The Raptors were devouring everything. And being a Raptor, they're small scale and great might who worked hard to keep everyone at bay. So what's a company to do? They want to compete against them. And with both Ram and Nissan thinking that they might want to get into this marketplace, Ram released 
the TRX concept, and Nissan released the Warrior concept. I've seen both of these in real life, the actual concept forms, and thought to myself, yes, we need to do this. Ford owns this market. They essentially own the world of aftermarket trucks. So why, why didn't any of its counterparts not get into it? Especially General Motors with deep pockets. But unfortunately, by this time, General Motors was looking towards the future and electrification. Toyota was also doing this. And they thought with their TRD Pro, eh, it's not as good, but it's still there. It'll keep those people from jumping ship on us. Well, with Ram being one of the big brands from Stellantis Group that makes good money from them, similar to that of Jeep, Stellantis came in and finally said, the hell with what FCA said. We're tired of you guys dragging your feet on these projects. Get them out. So while they signed off on the forums to bring out the Wagoneer, Grand Wagoneer, and even Grand Cherokee L to the marketplace, they signed off on the Ram Rebel TRX which now would be called the Ram TRX. Or in Ram's case, using a name from way back in the 90s when they considered bringing a tri-axle pickup truck to the market, the TRX was essentially a T-Rex. And it was coming for the Raptors. Because what can take out Raptors? Well, if you've seen the end of Jurassic Park, a T-Rex. So now they finally had competition and Ram was getting super serious about this because they had the TRX and the TRX accessorized. They wanted to go full scale into the market and say, whatever Ford doesn't have, we're going to do. We went balls deep with our V8 as well. We didn't downsize to a six. We went V8. We get it. Gas prices are high, but people will pay for it. And they do. And now with Ford looking to make a V8 counterpart to the F-150 Raptor to go up against the new TRX, the new performance off-road wars have come to play. 20 years after the death of the sport truck craze, where Dodd single-handedly left the market as the winner of the fastest street-legal pickup truck with its SRT-10 Ram, the TRX is out for blood, and they want Raptor blood. So whatever happened to Nissan? The Titan Warrior never got off the ground. This could have been due in part to the fact of Carlo Gosh stealing money from the company, going through a major changeup in corporate board members, and the fact that the Titan almost didn't make the second generation. They nearly pulled the plug on it. Only getting rid of the NV vans in North America, the Titan is still here. And what's with General Motors not even looking at this marketplace, thinking the Trail Boss and AT4 will still suffice against a Raptor? They won't. Well, they're now looking into it for the midsize market because they know the Raptor won't make it here, but they're going into it full force with the Colorado ZR2. They want to go full in off-road with the midsize truck. They want to beat the Raptor since the Raptor didn't get here. So in the midsize market, a Tacoma TRD Pro and a Colorado ZR2 may be it. The Raptors may get attacked. And now with Ram considering getting into the midsize market, there's a possibility that the Ranger Raptor may have competition. But Ford wasn't done with its Raptors. With two actual named and one possible, they thought they saw one more market that they needed to get into. And they needed to get there quick because their biggest competitor, all they had to do is get sight of them doing this and they would do it right away considering the fact they were considering it for so long. The Ford Bronco Raptor 
would eventually come out. And this Raptor would hit the ground running, but it would only do it with standard products. Hell, if you've ever seen the Bronco Raptor compared to a standard Bronco, there are a lot of issues with it. And when you call into the fact that the Wrangler basically holds the title of SUV dominance, the Wrangler 392 hit the market before the Bronco Raptor. And we all know a 392 can eat up anything in its wake. So the Bronco Raptor has to fight even harder to get out of the Raptor pit. But where does it stop? Will Ford consider bringing a Raptor version of the Maverick out? That is a question you'd have to ask Ford. Considering the fact the crossover utility truck market is growing. And now with the F-150 being in China and the Ram TRX not, Chinese counterparts, Great Wall Motors, and ZX Auto are now going up against them. We all know the ZX Auto 1949 sport truck looks highly similar to a Ram Rebel. But Great Wall Motors' Baja snake concept shows us that off-road trucks from China are here. And hell, even the Canon pickup truck can go after the Raptor. China gets serious about their projects. So the Raptors in the Asian market may have trouble. And considering the fact that Great Wall Motors prides itself on its pickup trucks, they also have a street version. So Ford doesn't turn the new Lightning into a sport truck, they may lose that market completely. So really, what's in the future for the Raptor pit? Now with competition as fierce as it is, will the Raptor survive? Or will they get taken down by a T-Rex, a Bison, and a 392? Hell, the EcoSport Storm is the only Raptor to not grace the Raptor name, which doesn't have competition. It is the only true Raptor that has a main fight. So in the future, will these Raptors hold out against the competition? That is something the brand new V8 and gas prices will show us. So all in the end, the competition took forever to finally catch up with the SBT Raptor. And even though the SBT name has disappeared from it being the F-150 Raptor now, the Raptor name has become synonymous with full-scale Baja-inspired off-road vehicles. And setting the main stage for this, the Raptor is the original and the one that everyone would consider top of mind before the competition. But, without a Ranger Raptor in North America, the mid-sized market's going to heat up. And with Jeep beating the Bronco Raptor to the game, the Bronco may have a hard time making a big name for the Raptor name. The F-150 Raptor is it. Now, if the Raptor can move over to an electrified Raptor market, that may be something that Ford might look into for the future. So, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of the major social feeds about it. Tell everyone about Autolux.net podcast and tell them about this amazing raptor pit where snakes and even a T-Rex are now entering the pit. There's a fight on our hands, and who will make it? Send this podcast to your boss. Hey, you might even get a promotion or a raise thanks to it because they own a raptor themselves. And after you do that and annoy everybody with this podcast, getting it out into the world and helping us out, stop by the Autolux.net website and take a look at some of our ratings, corporate websites, or help pages. There's more than just help on those pages. There's actually some cool sites that'll bring you to games, customizing, and even 3D parts from around the world on the Autolux.net website. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, Strap yourself in for this one fun raptor of a ride.